movies and 4K. Welcome, one and all, to episode six of Movies in 4K. I am one of your hosts, Bill Shetty. And I am Lady Phantom, the other one. If you're listening to us on BillShetty.com, grab one of the subscriptions that's down on the bottom of every page where we listed Phantom everywhere, huh? Yes. Run through it real quick. Let's see. Oh, my gosh. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher. Tune in radio. Tune in radio. Deezer. Google Podcasts? Yeah, Google Podcasts. That Android. too. We're everywhere now. So um, if you're on Bill Shetty, grab one of them subscriptions. Now, if you already got a subscription, get over to BillShetty.com and leave a little comment on our guest book. We would really appreciate that. So for back-to-back episodes, Phantom, we have guests. Guests. And I'm so excited to talk to these two. I've been listening to them for over a year. Yes, we have. And sometimes I've roasted them on Twitter. Oh, have you? I didn't know that. <laughs> well, not roasted them, but going like, excuse me, mister. <laughs> you say this and this and this. Well, that's funny. Well, let's get them in here and start this discussion. Okay. They both originally come from Ohio. But the first half of this crew is from North Carolina, and we welcome in Brian. Hey, guys. We're, we're pumped to be on. I'm excited to talk to you, man. And once I get in the other guests, I got a statement to make. I think you're going to be blown away, but uh, <laughs> I am excited to have you on, Brian. Oh, good. I thought you're, I'm guessing your statement might be some over-the-phone roasting pickup where Lady Phantom left off on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's no roasting, actually. Well, let's get in the second half of the Horror Movie Club, which, by the way, just hit their two-year anniversary, so that's cool. But from Illinois, we have Ashvin. Hey, guys. Hey, Bill. Hey, Lady Phantom. Great to... Thanks for having us on here. (laughs) Oh, man. I am so excited to have you on. And uh, here's my statement. It's probably going to upset some people. I don't know if you guys know. I've been in the horror world for 15 years, man. So I was one of the first three or four horror podcasters when people didn't even know what a podcast was. What I found so impressive about your show, Horror Movie Club, is that with people that have been in this business 10 years, and I know most of these people, I think I know a good 75, 80% of horror podcasters out there. I've either dealt with them, talked with them, or know them. And um, you guys come in two years ago with your slogan, not quite nerbs or noobs. I changed it a little bit, but started and really impressed me with the audience you guys have built up. And I'm so honored to have you on because you guys aren't hardcore fans. I've dealt with hardcore horror fans my whole life, and they're a different grain of salt, I want to say. (laughs) and you make that clear up front and you're going back and reviewing the classics and stuff like that and i think you guys are amazing you are the first horror podcast i listen to man like i go to you guys first of all of them out there that have been around 10 years and that is true i'm here to vouch for that wow (laughs) thanks we're we're humbled by that honestly when lady phantom first reached out to us on twitter i was like these guys have 15 years experience. Are they reaching out to us as a joke? <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> no, that it's just that 
we always listen to you guys. So yeah, yeah, right away when your episodes come out, you're in short format. Their shows run typically an hour, like our show here, movies in 4K. But the funny thing is, is you guys just starting horror. This is my first non-horror podcast, so I'm getting diverse here. I'm branching out here. Yeah. <laughs> Which is really uh, I love different. this show, by the way, guys. This has quickly become one of my favorites as Thank well. You. I love Horror Movie Weekly, too. But Awesome. Yeah. I, Get over I like to Horror the no Movie spoilers. Weekly. Yeah. Yeah. We try. I've always did that. I don't think I've ever been on a spoiler podcast. You, Phantom? No, not that I remember. She likes to spoil movies, though. Yes, <laughs> but always with a warning. There's few things I hate more than people who just go about their lives spoiling stuff on Twitter or anything. Oh, I hate that. I just hate that. So I got to make a funny comment here before we oh get my. rolling. <laughs> the Hills Have Eyes episode on Horror Movie Club. I think it was episode 109. It came out about a week ago after you hear this mm-hmm. there was a problem yep. with the house of a thousand corpses <laughs> and <laughs> it was so funny guys during that episode that uh brian you mentioned phantom because she screwed it up i was like banging on her head what are you talking about Ten thousand. yeah <laughs> and i was like you made fun of me during the podcast like yeah and but then, it's just uh, <laughs> 1,000, 10,000 was the difference. And then <laughs> Once Ashwin, you get a certain amount of corpses, it doesn't matter. I know. I know. Right? There are corpses, right? And then That's Ash, the point. Wait a minute. Then, Ashvin, I think you popped 1 million corpses. <laughs> yeah. I ran into the nearest million. <laughs> <laughs> that was so funny. So, Horror Movie Club all you listeners out there, you have to get over there and subscribe. Now, we do have one question each for you guys. Just to find out a little bit. And put you on the spot. Of course. Now, for our listeners, I think most of them know, our main goal of this podcast is to tell the people whether the 4K disc is worth that extra price, the upgrade. Mm -hmm. But we also cover the movie, and we are also trying to convert people, get people into 4K, because the Phantom and I think it's amazing that everybody should have this. Yes. So my question to you Ashvin, we'll start with you. Is why haven't you upgraded yet, brother? <laughs> How did you know I hadn't upgraded? That's what Brian said. Yeah. Right? Oh. Brian yeah, because when, when I contacted oh, him. Oh, Brian. <laughs> yeah, when I contacted you guys on Twitter, Brian told me that none of you are on 4K yet. Ah, okay. Okay, got it, got it. Uh, yeah, you know, actually, I uh, yeah, I'm just behind, I guess, on the 4K. I feel like when it, when I go to buy a TV, there's just so many numbers that I don't really understand what they mean, and so I feel like I just kind of lost track of uh, what I was even getting. So I'm assuming I'm not on 4K, which is is probably like I, I would know, right? If I was on 4K, I would think. Yeah. When's the last <laughs> time you bought a TV, Ashvin? Uh, uh, like two years ago, or oh, like a year and a half ago. Oh, that should be 4K. That should oh. be a 4K. Of course, you got to buy the 4K Blu-ray, too. Yeah, it's a oh, 4K okay. Blu-ray player and obviously the disc. And you want a system, too, to get the good sound. Uh-huh. Got it. Uh, well, I mean, if, if you stream a lot, though, because uh, yeah, I don't yes. really watch a lot of DVDs or Blu-ray. So how does that work, then, on 4K? Yes, you can stream on 4K. What do you guys use to watch most movies? Netflix, Apple stuff? What do you use? Yeah, Netflix, Hulu, uh, Apple, HBO. That kind of stuff, See, Ash, you might have 4K and you're just in 
amazement. Ah. <laughs> yeah, maybe because like all Netflix originals, as far as I know, are on 4K now, or you have that option. Yeah, but not a lot of these horror movies aren't. Though, yeah, that that's true. So how about ah, you, okay. Brian? Why haven't you made the plunge yet? You know, it's probably just laziness. And RTV, it's at least 10 years old. I'm just too lazy to buy a new one. And I don't... Uh, are I don't, we convincing you, though, our show? You are. Honestly, I've been I've been awesome. thinking about it. And I don't even have a Blu-ray player. <laughs> <laughs> you do have DVDs, right? <laughs> yeah, I do have DVDs. Okay. Yeah, for a second there, I thought he was going to say no. <laughs> I'm not a VHS person. Okay, do but, you uh, guys collect movies at all? No, no, I don't think either. I don't want to speak for Ash, but I don't have any physical media. Uh, yeah, me neither. I, I think we just got one from a studio, and it was like really awkward because I, I had to like kind of remember how to even play it on a on a TV. Right. Ashwin took <laughs> oh it out my. Of Jason so you guys are in the digital. <laughs> you guys are in the digital world. Are you renting and you know buying digital stuff like that? I don't buy almost anything. I just rent. Right. I same. I don't rewatch stuff enough. I always think I could rewatch this movie four times, and it still wouldn't add up to the cost of a purchase. So. <laughs> <laughs> i'm not a big rewatcher except my favorites and then i'm like whatever i'll just i'll just rent it as often as i want to watch it yeah and i want to say with your podcast guys like it's unbelievable how close i am to you on the newer movies but the classics i'm vastly different just to let you know i mean yeah. i grew up with the classics so they hold a special place in my heart but i appreciate you guys going back and watching these movies you know, and it's funny, sometimes you're like, no, I didn't even ever hear that. And it was like a classic movie. And I love that, man, because you're going in blind. You have no baggage you're bringing into it. And you're just writing these movies as movies. So I really appreciate that. Yeah, thanks. That means a lot. No yeah, problem. I feel like I heard you once on Horror Movie Weekly say that you didn't like these young people coming on and trashing the old movies. <laughs> oh, like, oh, yeah, that that's why I said with the old ones, man. But I still listen to and. Ask the Phantom, I'm here, oh, man, they got that one wrong. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. Just But it's like, fun. Uh -huh. It's just yeah, like trashing old movies. Like it's trashing old movies without understanding the context, you know, right. the year it was done and everything. And I, I think that was one of the, of the things I mentioned on Twitter once. You, I was like, what do you mean that's a trope? So, something about Halloween. Um, no, Friday, Friday the 13th, 13th and they're the I ones I was like, that what do you it. mean? Exactly. It started there. You cannot uh, blame it for something it yeah, started. That's <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> Yeah. That was me. <laughs> no, it's so fun. steps in poop a little more than I do. Yeah, it's yeah. so fun. It's so jovial, though, your show. It's like you're not taking it so serious. Guys, I know men, so many horror people are, like, so fanatical. They take it so serious. Yeah. And it, like, hurt their being when... Like Halloween, the original Halloween gets crushed, and uh, I'll or the new you. one, yeah, especially both. the new one. Yes, both. <laughs> and I got one more question. I only had one, but another one popped up. I am impressed also that you guys have stuck with it because I'm almost sure you've had some of these nutty horror people out there criticize you to no end, and I'm wondering how you took that and what you've said about that. You know, I don't think, Ashwin, unless you've heard much of it, I don't think, I mean, we've gotten a few bad reviews, that's for sure, mm -hmm. but nothing that really, nobody's really come at us hard, aside from just leaving a bad review on Apple Podcasts and, and moving on their way. 
you know, we totally understood and we don't outright say it, but it's kind of our, the show is kind of like our journey educating ourselves on horror. Right. So the latest episodes are going to be a little bit smarter than the first <laughs> ones, but yeah, I guess we're, we're expecting to get things wrong. We don't try to willfully be ignorant, but, but it happens. I don't think we've good received a good, like dressing down from anybody unless well, Ashton, you're good. aware of that. I'm glad to hear uh, that. Yeah, I mean, I've got a friend who always makes fun of me after every episode. Uh, but yeah, I, I kind of like to lean into it. You know, it, it's it's great that we're upsetting some people. Uh, I, I just kind of find it entertaining when you when you run into these like horror nerds who uh, kind of yeah get get pretty upset about it. It's a good education, and you know, I, I kind of learn, and it's great interaction. I think. Yeah, I know. Just some people take it so serious, and I'm glad you're keeping it and you've kept it rolling, man. Like you don't have to know everything. These people right. are going back watching 70s and 80s movies they haven't seen. Brian, it sounds like you have seen a few more than Osh back in the day, but you're like, I, I really don't remember it. Yeah, I think so. I think maybe I got into horror as a solo pursuit, I guess, a few years before I met Ashwin. Um, and then... Ashwin kind of dug him, and we both then just rekindled our own interest together. But Ashwin, let me know if I'm misspeaking. <laughs> oh, that sounds about right. <laughs> yeah, and I don't know how anybody can criticize somebody for going back and watching these movies. I mean, you are ingrained in horror now. If you two don't know it, like you got a big <laughs> following, and I, I'm I'm really impressed, guys. So, Lady Phantom, you got a question? Yes. Like, as far as you have watched, because, of course, you haven't watched, like, all the horror movies in the world, but I want to know for each one of you, which one is a movie that you think is vastly overrated and one that is vastly underrated? Ooh. Let's see, Ashwin, wow. tell me. <laughs> that's a, yeah, that, that, that's a hard one. Uh, I guess the, on the overrated side, uh, I think Brian and I might uh, have agreed on this, uh, but we, we both were kind of uh, scratching our heads on Midsommar. Mudsamar. Oh, <laughs> us know? too. We bashed Join the club. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's good to know. Uh, on and then on the underrated side, like a movie that that was really good but didn't get the the credit, the decredit. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't. Yeah, that that's a hard one. Uh, Brian, I mean, you might know from like the scores that we've given. Uh, do, do you know what is there one that you've kept track of? Boy, that's a good question. Are you guys asking like as far as like the older movies or just any movie? Any movie. Like whatever you think is really underrated or really yeah. overrated. You know, a lot of people hate the Babadook just because they think that little kid is annoying. But I think we both love that movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was a fun one. So one. you think it's underrated? I think, it, you know, it's definitely it's correctly rated in some circles, but... It's not talked about, and a lot of times I see people trashing it on Twitter as being an annoying movie, so I think it's underrated. Yeah, that's true. That got a lot of buzz when it came out, but it, like, completely went to the wayside by now. Yeah. You know, like, and it's it a forgotten good. movie. And it's true. I mean, the little boy is annoying, but guess what? That's the point. Right. <laughs> I mean, that is the point, to live, like, uh, as a, I mean, of course, you cannot... Or, I don't know, like, can you put yourself in the place of the mother? It's kind of hard because a mother is very different, you know, from a father. But, oh my gosh, like, that woman. But it's not a good yeah. rewatchable movie, if you ask me. Oh, I think it is. You think so? Yeah. But then again, I I'm a rewatcher. I have rewatched it. Yeah, don't. 
<laughs> it was good though. I enjoyed it. I think it made my top ten list the yeah. year it came out. So I appreciated it. But I can see the people that say it's annoying though too. I mean, right. it does get under your skin at times. All right, guys, you ready to cover this movie? Let's do it. All right. Sounds good. We are covering VFW has two genres, action and horror. So percentages, Phantom, what do you got? I think this movie is a 60% action and a 40% horror. Wow. Uh-oh, we're going to have some dissension here. So Ew. this would be in the action section of a blockbuster? Ah, you make a good point. I think I'm changing your mind, Phantom. Yes, but in that case, I would have to go 50-50. You can't. You got to pop 51, 49. Oh. It can only be okay, in one Okay, 51 horror, 49 <laughs> action. And I'm close with you. I got 55 horror and 45 action. All right, Brian, what do you got? All right. <laughs> I've got 90% action and 10% horror. Ooh. Now, you know our theme, so you would find this. If there's a video store still surviving out there, this would be in the action section, huh? You know... It probably wouldn't, but I'm still sticking to my gun. (laughs) Good man. You're stronger than me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Just see how I change Phantom's opinion. (laughs) I think people tend to put anything with over the top outrageous violence and gore into the horror bucket automatically. But I don't think there's anything real scary here, but, but we'll get into that later. Right. But I got to make a statement here. What is the difference, Brian, with Rambo and this? This is the part where I say I've never seen Rambo. Oh, really? My God, really? <laughs> yeah. Okay, it's just a military vet that comes back from the war, and he's killing people that's after him, basically. He's right, going after right. bad people. But they don't focus on the gore. He's slicing throats and everything. And see, that's sure. the difference in a movie like this. And I'm going to name a couple more if you haven't seen Rambo. I'm sure you haven't seen these two. Have you seen the movie called Machete or Hobo with a Shotgun? I'm very aware of those two, but I haven't seen either of them yet. How about Planet Terror? Yes, I saw Planet Terror. Okay. Don't that have the same feel? It does have the same feel. Those are a bit more like zombies, though, right? Which is typically a creature in the horror realm. And these are just people hyped up on drugs. Yeah, but they use the term mutants. They had sort of zombie looks but they're definitely yeah. not zombies i think they were yeah. definitely an allegory for but right. see this is where yeah. i see the difference in this movie well let's get ashvin in first before i go off what do you got ashvin <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I, i'm close to brian i was all surprised brian uh, gave it 90 10 because I, I was going to give it uh, 80 on action and 20 on horror so i think i'm on that side okay well. all right but you both do agree that this would be in the horror section of a blockbuster yeah, I would. Yeah, I think it probably would. So, yeah, it's interesting because I think that people tend to categorize this stuff as horror, but really there is nothing. There are no true horror elements here, in my opinion, except for the over the top gore and violence. Mm-hmm. See, and that's why we do this breakdown, because this is such a talked about topic in all podcasts, really in horror podcasts. It goes nutty. Have you heard that on your side of your podcast where, oh, that isn't a horror movie that you rated? (laughs) I think Brian and I have that argument all the time. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) we do have that argument amongst ourselves sometimes. It's tough, too, because it's like I could compare this to a movie like Green Room, 
I consider Green Room a bit more of a horror movie, but really they're they're very much the same. The enemies are human. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Green Room is a bit more tense than this. A lot yeah, more tense than this. Well, Patrick Stewart is a little more scary as a character, yeah. I think. Oh, yeah. Well, this guy yeah. and the woman was supposed to be scary. They were supposed to. They just came off as annoying, but, but the, we're going to talk about that But later. the big muscle guy, he was freaky to me. That was just yeah. walking through yeah. doors and stuff. But see, here, here's the distinction I want to make on this is why I'm classifying this as horror and why my horror category is higher is because they focus on the gore and the dismemberment. Yes. The yeah. other movies do not like Rambo and the movies like that, the typical action, gun-toting, mm-hmm. knife-wielding. I mean, some of the weapons they used in this is <laughs> pretty hardcore, but I think it's time to get into the review. VFW just came out on 4K Phantom this year. Yes. It is a 2019 movie listed. That's when it was filmed, but just got released. So who directed this bad boy? Joe Vegas. Yes, and I got to ask the horror movie club crew. This is the guy who did Bliss, which me and Phantom haven't seen. What did you guys think of that one? I think uh, liked it, didn't love it. I feel like we both gave it a three out of five, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I think that sounds about right. Is it a weird movie, guys? That's what I've heard. It is. I, I think, uh, I, I, I know Brian and I kind of were trying to figure out if, uh, well, a lot of people think it's about vampires, and I, I thought maybe it was more about drugs, uh, but I think it is actually about vampires. But yeah, it's, it's really weird, and the lighting is very similar to like this movie, atmospheric. I think that's kind of this guy's style. So it's, it seems uh, as, as weird maybe as this one was as well. Okay, so yeah, you- it's really trippy and kind of art housey. So you definitely recommend uh, the people check that one out if they like this movie? For sure. Okay, Phantom, Stars, Bunch in this, Old Timers. Ooh, yeah, we have Stephen Lang, William Sadler, Fred Williamson, Martin Cove, the other one that I don't remember his name that was on Cheers. Fred Wendt. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) George Wendt. George Wendt, that's it, yes. Thanks Uh for the correction, Brian. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and the oh, the guy from the, the crow. crow. Yeah, what was his name? The guy from the crow. David something something. Look it up. Yeah, Fred, it's, it's a okay. three namer. Yeah, I know. David so, Patrick Kelly. Yes, that's it. That's it. So uh, first, I, Stephen Lang from Don't Breathe. Yeah. That me and Phantom loved. That was on our top list. Did you guys see that one? Yeah, that's a great one. Oh. Is he? Is he's like a old school action hero? I don't know. I've ever seen this guy before the movie Avatar, guys. Like, I don't. This guy came okay. out of the blue to me. Yeah, I mean, he, he has probably been. Oh, was uh, he in Tombstone? Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, he has okay. probably been in a lot of stuff, but the first time I clearly remembered him was in uh, Avatar. And then, oh, okay. definitely, the first co-star is William Sadler from uh, Shawshank Redemption. Yeah. Who didn't have that big of a role in that movie? Fred Williamson, the shaft guy. Martin Cove, the Kaiser. I almost said it, fam. No, Cobra Kai. I keep saying Kaiser (laughs) Sose from Usual Suspects. (laughs) Yeah, no, the Cobra Kai Sensei. And then David Patrick Kelly, George Wendt, as you said. 
Well, Tom they, Williamson. Yes. Also. David Patrick Kelly from The Crow. Yeah. T Bird. T Bird. Yeah. T Bird. Oh man, I love The Crow. What did you guys I, think of that one? I love The Crow. That's yeah. for the longest time. If people ask my favorite movie, I said The Crow. All right. I even like you more now, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm a huge fan of that movie. And then all the backstory about what happened to Brandon Lee, it just immortalized that movie to me. Like I've watched that movie about 10 times and appreciate it every time I see it. Yes. Do do the two of you have Shudder? No. We used to. Okay. But we see pretty much everything on there. Why? What's the movie you want to mention? Well, they have a series on cursed movies, supposedly cursed movies, and one of the episodes is on The Crow. Oh, okay. That's nice. Yeah, we got to watch that. Yeah, it was pretty interesting and sad. I know. I remember very clearly when all that happened, you know, in the 90s. I remember feeling extremely sad because I thought Brandon Lee had the brightest future. And uh, it, it, it was just so sad to see that happen to him and when something like that happens bad the movie usually gets more in the light and i think it's a dang good movie though oh, it's like excellent. it's hard to criticize that movie it's excellent and then they start i mean they tried with the sequels and the sequels were really bad all and right let's get the, the synopsis out what's imdb okay. say phantom imdb says a group of war veterans must defend their local vfw post an innocent teenager against a deranged drug dealer and his relentless army of punk mutants. No, I don't think she was innocent, but what's the real world synopsis, Phantom? What do you want to... A girl sees her sister killed. Well, not... Well, she committed suicide because she was going for a drug, basically. Of course, she blames the, the drug dealer. She steals his drugs... And then goes to the VFW post, and then those old men have no choice but to defend themselves and her by extension. Yes, but you're now covering the story. I, there's a overarching theme here. The world is in chaos. Yes. Everybody is a drug addict, pretty much. They, uh, they are hyped, <laughs> literally. And the, this uh-huh. is the worst drug known to man. And they really sell this, guys. I want your opinion on this. There's a part in the beginning where a guy's dangling some white powder or whatever color it was mm-hmm. for one of these drug-induced people, and he throws it over a building, a 10-story building. 10 yeah, that's the sister. Uh-huh. Building, and the effect of that, of her jumping to get that. So that tells you the story that these people are ravaged and they need this drug to live. Basically, mm-hmm. they're so into it. But the actual kill there of... The blood splatter. What did oh, you guys think of that, Brian? <laughs> yeah, that was a little silly. It was funny. Really? I mean, are we talking pool. woman or water balloon? Right? I mean, is it a blood <laughs> yeah. balloon or a woman? Like, yeah. It looked like a like a blood balloon just splashing on the ground. It really did. It looked like she popped. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so that set the tone of this movie for you already, huh, guys? Yeah. I mean, set the tone of the that the gore would be over the top, but yeah, none. It is weird because none of the gore is that silly. Yeah. Right. Except for this one, because like, this one felt kind of silly, right? Yeah. yeah. Right. This isn't Evil yeah. Dead too yeah. silly. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, no, no, no. It's just like that special effect was like a little was way cool, too much. Though. It was to begin the movie. 
It was, but 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 people don't just pop like that. <laughs> I mean, yeah. but yeah, I mean, it is. It how was do you cool. know how many people you've seen fall from ten stories up? Well, no real people, <laughs> but it doesn't make sense that a person will just like. Pluck, but don't you, know? you usually see it in movies when people jump to suicide? There's a little blood trickling well, out. Well, yeah, of them. the what? head or something. So that, you don't think there'd be more blood than that? Not really. Uh-huh. Right. I don't want to get too dark, but one time in Chicago on the way, I was walking to a friend's house and I walked by that same situation had just happened. Oh. From a bridge? or something Somebody like had jumped from the top of a building and the, <gasps> the cops were there and an ambulance was there. Uh-huh. And how much wow. blood there was, was there? There was not that much blood. Really? From what I didn't see any, but... Wow. First-hand knowledge. That's freaky. Yeah. It was an odd night. I, I bet. <laughs> Yes, so Phantom, you hit it. She runs into this uh, VFW hall with uh-huh. all these characters. We got one location pretty much. On yes. that. Now, there is some them driving into the VFW. Yeah, then there's that and that kind of movie theater, like across from it or a very, um, I don't know, vandalized movie theater. Right. Where you could see the, the name of the movie Bliss, by the way. Right. Now. Oh, I didn't need this. Really you didn't get that? No, oh. Bliss was on the mat, or on the on the theater. Yeah, yeah, on the oh, marquee. Cool. This is yeah, the, the most important thing I want to ask you guys because I was a little lost in this movie. This has a grindhouse feel. Everything in this movie, seventies. The pictures, snowy. They don't do the lines through the picture like typical grindhouse movies do, but it's dark and drab and dreary. Same type thing back in the seventies. And I was confused, guys. I was like, what year is this supposed to be? Because there's a jukebox in the uh, bar, the VFW hall. There's all these old things. But this was set in current time. Is that what you guys got out of that? That's a really good question. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't remember seeing uh, a lot of like current technology. Like, I don't remember anyone pulling out a phone or anything. The cars were kind of old and beat up. Um, but yeah, I mean, so yeah, I got the feel that I was in the 80s, but it, it was current time. Yeah, it was, it had to be. Yeah, let's get uh, Brian's take on that. What did you think about that, Brian? Like, what was your take on that? I did not notice that in terms of, like, the technology and stuff. And, yeah, I didn't even think about it in terms of the actual picture quality of the movie. But I reasoned out that the guys were probably about the right age for it to be current times if they, were, if they fought in Vietnam. Right, mm-hmm. and that's what Phantom yeah. told me, but it felt so 70s to me. Yeah, because Everything. yeah, because Bill was saying like, wait a minute, these guys are the wrong age. And I'm like, no, wait a minute. This is a world, it's set in now. If now were, <laughs> were a post-apocalyptic time. Right. <laughs> were, you know, because we are not. Let's make that. I know, hypothetically. But I just take that the guy, I mean, the post was the way they liked it. You know, it was like old and everything. And the music was super 80s, like super Mm -hmm. 80s. It reminded me more of Stranger Things than anything else. And I enjoyed the music. You guys? It was was great. Yeah, I really liked the music. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was 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 really really good music. The guy guy Steve Moore did the music for Bliss, too. Oh, did he? Cool. Cool. Yeah, but I mean, it it definitely had to be in in present time or the age of these guys wouldn't fit. It's as simple as it that. It just was yeah. weird to me because I thought I was watching a movie in the 70s with the, that grindhouse feel, and it just seemed out of place to me for some reason. Yeah, but mm-hmm. the thing is that, I mean, these people, these guys are old, and they meet at this place, and they have drinks, 
And I mean, that place really doesn't have a reason to be technologically advanced at all. No, but even the cars they drive, they're driving old Chevys and Fords from the 60s and 70s too. Well, yeah. So that's I, what they like. But that's what I'm saying. It just felt to me like it was in the 70s, even though it's modern time, apocalyptic, everything went to chaos, mm-hmm. you know, everything's yeah. bizarre. <laughs> so what do you want to describe with this story, Phantom? I mean, the story is pretty straightforward. We have people fighting the gang because they protect a woman. Yeah, basically, because she goes into this VFW post uh, after stealing drugs that belonged to this terrible skinny guy, whoever he is. And basically all the, I mean, we already know that these people that are hooked on this drug will do anything to get it. So he's telling them, you know what? The drug is there, so go and get it. And do you call that a good description on IMDb? Punk mutants? No. Yeah, either do. First of all, the girl is no innocent (laughs) girl. I mean, she stole something. I mean... Given it's not like a great thing, she well, no, but I'm talking about the drug addicts, punk, yeah, mutants. punk mutants, punk maybe mutants. No, they're just super hooked and, and and hyped because this drug is hyper something something is the name, and and they are just too deranged, but not mutant. No, so you really. guys weren't scared at all in this with these mutants, Brian and Ash. I was not. How about you, Ash? No, I wasn't. Yeah, and I don't get the mutant thing. I mean, they just seem like normal guys. I don't know, like superpowers or anything. Yeah, once they got to the action scenes, they're just running in and uh, fighting them pretty much. Like yeah. they're not, and they die yeah. quick. Unlike most non, you know, yeah, unlike if, zombies. Yeah, or yeah if they had been given any mutant, let's say, super strength or something, because of their being hooked on the drug, they would have taken longer to die. But no, they were just like dying like regular people i guess right so these people in the vfw hall these friends that have been for many years 30 40 years they take it upon themselves they know it they only have one rifle and then a handgun i think they start making weapons i know and the one weapon that baseball bat with nails coming out of it man well not baseball bat it was a chair leg well whatever it was those things with nails coming out (gasps) those things freak me out they can do some damage. What did you think all about this 15-minute scene with them getting together, guys? I thought it kind of felt like a Home Alone in a way, where it had like a, a break between the attack. A very, like, very bloody Home Alone. Yeah, yeah, very bloody Home Alone, exactly. But yeah, very creative uh, booby traps. I, I kind of liked uh, seeing the, the creativity there. So you're sounding like, to me, this is a lighthearted romp. Ah, but... <laughs> I thought Stephen Lang's acting, he was taking it serious. Like this was no joke. But it does have a fun feel. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, it's like the movie doesn't take itself too seriously in a fun way. That's Right, but some of the characters do. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, because, I mean, it's their life in the line. So, yeah. Right. How about you, Brian? Yeah, some of them stay pretty jokey. But, yeah, Stephen Lang is, he kind of grounds it all. He is serious. And I, I agree with you. His acting, I thought his acting and... um. Oh, I forget the name. William Sadler, his like best buddy. They were great together. Yeah, and Martin Cove, I wanted to see him do some karate move. I'm like, <laughs> that, that, this has to be a lost opportunity. Yes, there had to but, be. And that first like 15 minutes of getting to know them where they're just kind of uh, shooting the breeze with each other, I actually, 
I found myself not liking many of them. I don't know how you guys felt. Really? Who didn't you like? Yeah, curious. I liked Stephen Lang's character, but uh, I guess the rest of them, it was just also like crass and crude, their conversation, which is fine. But I didn't feel like I got to know any of them or anything through it. And let me tell you, that is completely realistic. <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah. and I get it. Yeah, like I, I remember when I was a little girl back in the day. My dad used to take us, my mom and I, to his reunions with his pa with his pals from the Navy. Those conversations, man, they could get <laughs> crude. It's just like, just like those guys. I mean, old men together that were pals from the Navy or something like that, they are worse than any images of gossipy women or horrible women <laughs> that you have together in your minds. They are worse, and they are crass, and they are crude. Yeah. Like, literally, once I was going to go dressed in a skirt to one of these places, and my dad made me change. Like that. And I wow. was 13, mm -hmm. you know? So, yeah. I mean, these kinds of interactions between old men, they mm -hmm. were perfect. They were perfectly realistic. That's what happens. But that still didn't help Brian like them. No, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's actually that was like one of my notes. I was like, this is realistic, but not it's not endearing me to anybody at the same time. Yeah, they can. They, they can. Yeah, because all they wanted endearing. to go was to the nudie bar. That's what they were going to do after having <laughs> some alcohol, getting drunk. So and then they got <laughs> stopped by this girl breaking in. What did you think, Ash, about the character in the ensemble? Oh, uh, yeah, that, that, that young girl breaking into the bar and kind of disrupting the whole vibe they had going on. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I thought that was really refreshing because up until that part, they had those two groups really separated and you kind of got some of the commentary about the cultural clash or the age differences and like their views on like these young kids and these punks. And I thought the way she came in, you know, obviously being chased by like uh, one, one of the guys who ultimately like eventually uh, attacks them immediately. Uh, I, th I thought that was a great way to introduce a new character into this uh, dynamic, which... Uh, yeah, it was pretty realistic, unfortunately. Yes, and then we did have a new Marine come in, a younger guy. There is one younger guy with all these older guys that plays a key part in this. Yeah, Tom Williamson, not related to Fred Williamson, no. by the way. No, not at all. So <laughs> fans out there, that's what this movie's about. This gang fighting these old timers for the good of man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for the drugs. Yes. So what else do you want to describe? What notes you got, Brian? You said you had some notes there you wanted to cover. You know, I don't know. I, I think you talked about the woman not really being scary, but I actually really dug her. And so did she's I. The, she's the lead from Bliss. Oh, was she? No. I thought she was pretty bad blank. <laughs> yeah, and right, her, right. Dead, her death scene, top notch. Yes. Top that was notch. a good, good kill scene. Yeah, did you yeah. guys like most of the kills in this movie? The gore and everything? Yeah, I think after that first one, I thought they were pretty creative. Uh, what did you think, Brian? I feel like it, it was so much of a good thing that after a while it stopped being uh, super interesting to me. <laughs> this this specific kill that we discussed aside. But that may have just been me. And I, I've seen this movie twice. Um, and I felt that way both times. I don't know why I was underwhelmed. It's really over-the-top gore, but I just wanted it to be a little bit more creative, I guess, maybe. Okay. You, Phantom? <laughs> I thought it was okay. I, in general, at times, a little tiny bit overdone. But 
I liked it, especially the part with the the booby traps, as you said. Like there was this barrel with with the stakes and everything, and it was mm. really cool. How about the tennis ball hand grenades? Oh, those were cool. <laughs> those were. Really I don't know cool. how they would work, but I know, like, it set you on fire. <laughs> how about the machete arm part? Where he's cutting the guy's arm with the machete that's trying to break in. That seemed like that lasted too long, though, didn't it? A little bit. <laughs> yeah. A little bit, yeah. It's funny because what I noticed here was a lot of quick cuts. They mm -hmm. did show some of them and stay on them, but a lot of them, they broke away quick. What do you two think on that? Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, you had such a high body count here that I feel like, uh, yeah, if, you, if it wasn't one of the key characters, then they cut away pretty quick in terms of how they were killed. Mm-hmm. Phantom. Yeah, the, there were some cuts that it, that even felt weird, like editing mistakes. Yes, bad editing, I thought. You, Brian? Yeah, I hear you. And I think I would have enjoyed the gore and the kills more if they had almost kind of waited longer in between them and then hung with the gore and the violence longer. Like you're saying, they did cut away pretty quick. Right. And it just felt like everything was hard and heavy and fast and cranked to 11 and then it just became that became like the common ground for the movie and right. and nothing ever like peaked above that mm -hmm. and since you didn't like these characters brian then you really didn't care what happened to them i'd assume exactly yeah <laughs> how about you ash uh, you know, I, I, I like them because I, I, I think uh, they, they were pretty believable and very realistic. And yeah, obviously they don't represent the best of our society, but uh, I, they, I just felt like they're very believable and uh, you're kind of with them in the fight. So I, I was on their side a little bit. Yeah, me too. You fan? I didn't like the, that girl at all. I thought she was extremely annoying and she's like getting angry with them. And dude, you caused this. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and she she gets all high and mighty, you know, on, on her high horse and everything. Like, what are you talking about? You caused all of this. Shut the bleep up. I wanted yeah. Stephen Lang to go don't breathe style on these people, man. <laughs> and I do want to mention one little part when, when he and Martin Cove are like having an argument and a, and a very little fight. And then Cove goes and covers Stephen Lang's face with a beanie, you know, like to not let him see. But then Lang hits him on the nose. That was amazing. I was like, don't breathe. Yeah. <laughs> I just can't stop thinking of a turkey baster when I see this guy. <laughs> <laughs> what Ew. a scene that was in that movie. Oh, my God. I can't believe that movie went there. Either can I. That right? was unbelievable. Seeing that scene, that, that made that movie there. All right, guys, we're running long here on this review we usually don't cover this much so we're going to do a rating and a recommendation and we'll start with lady phantom as one, usual oh wait one through ten the horror movie club goes one through five so they got to double their score on our show so what do you got yeah. lady phantom? okay so basically i think i could watch stephen lang being a badass for hours and i wouldn't get tired because that man is a jewel i like i love his acting and uh he's amazing he's just amazing i think this movie has great sound and great music like incredible it is very dark but you don't really miss anything you can see everything and yeah you already mentioned the the editing at times is kind of wonky 
Um, think this movie is very, very deserving. And I'm giving it an eight out of ten. Mm. And I say buy it. All right. Brian from the Horror Movie Club. What's your rating and recommendation? Yeah, I think you kind of hit the nail on the head, Bill, with that. I didn't care about the characters, so <laughs> the rest of the movie wasn't that great to me. And, and I it was like predictable. They... I mean, it was pretty yeah. obvious where this was going. They didn't really spend much time trying to make things tense either. It was just more about the action. Mm-hmm. Um, so I gave this a 5 out of 10, and I would say rent it. Uh, because, you know, I think a lot of people are going to dig Joe Begos's style. He's got a really specific style that... I think people will dig, and it, it's that same style is very much there in Bliss. All right. Ash, what do you got? Uh, I think I'm with uh, Lady Phantom. Uh, I, I would give it an 8. Very atmospheric, great music. Uh, I thought the visually, it was pretty appealing in terms of like the colors being used. I loved like the theme around uh, this older generation fighting this younger generation of punks. And uh, yeah, Stephen Lang, I thought, uh, did a great job. So uh, I'd, I'd give it an 8 out of 10. Buy it? Rent it? What do you say? Oh. Uh, <laughs> you don't I, I do that. Back, yeah, exactly. I, I probably rent it, I guess, from my end. So you wouldn't rewatch this, Ash? Uh, no, I, I don't <laughs> <Okay>. think so. <laughs> you two aren't yeah. big rewatchers, I don't think. Yeah, we're a strange exactly. breed. Okay, yeah. <laughs> awesome. I'm close with you two. I got a seven out of ten. It is a buy. I just can't, as a critic, rate it higher than that because it did have a lot of flaws to me, yes. like the editing. There was some really sloppy scenes in there. Yes. And I kind of sort of agree with Brian. There was no tenseness. It was either all action or all them making weapons or all them talking. There was no buildup of like it's going to get worse or worse, even though this movie should have. Yeah. You know what? Now that you mention it, there were many times during the movie when I was wondering, like, why don't we hear this people who are so crazed to get the, the, the drug banging on the doors or something. Yeah, like, there was a was, lot of downtime. And, and, and when they open the door, then the horde comes. But that doesn't seem like something like would happen. Right. It seemed like they waited too long to come in. This is a drug they need. This is like worth so much money and they're just giving them 30 minutes to do whatever they want. Yeah. Like <laughs> we are hoarding you, but only if you open the door to check. Right. <laughs> right. But I did yeah. really like that big muscle muscle guy that just came yeah, walking cool. in and then I didn't like how they took him out with the girl. Like oh, I, I would did. I would have liked to seen some of them stabs because she was going off, but yeah. they did hide that. I was displeased. Mm-hmm. Go back to what Dream Home where they showed scenes like that. That was incredible. Yeah. Stuff like that. So there's our you, four re- Yeah, go on. Oh, I was just gonna say he was the one that edited the movie actually really yeah the big guy? his name's josh ether or ether uh, the big huge did, uh, mus- muscle guy yeah i'm pretty sure that's, that's bizarre that's <laughs> okay <laughs> that is funny so there you have it there's our four ratings and recommendations and now we gotta let the horror movie cub go because they haven't upgraded the 4k yet but we're gonna get them there so Brian and Ashvin, I want you guys to get out all the plugs you guys have. Where can people go find you, listen you, follow you on social media? Let's start with Ash. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, you can go to our website, uh, horrormovieclubpodcast.com. Uh, Is that right, Brian? 
You're, you're <laughs> oh, okay. So, bro- wait a minute. So, Brian <laughs> runs all this. I've understood during this episode. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's that's exactly it. <laughs> you would never know that, guys, because you guys alternate hosting, and you both have you know the same vibe going on. So, I was unaware of that. Yeah, sorry. Brian's probably better at it. All right, Brian, <laughs> go for it. <laughs> Oshman does all the editing. Good, I do all the other man. social media type stuff. That but takes yeah. the longest. Yeah. Shop. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, horrormovieclub.com. Uh, that's where you can find all our episodes. And then we're on most of the podcast apps. And for our socials, you can click on the social links drop down on our website and find us there. Facebook, Twitter, and we've got a Discord server too, which is a great app. We just hang out and talk with listeners and friends. So I would highly recommend anyone who just wants to talk horror to go to horrormovieclub.com. And find our Discord server on there. And I appreciate you actually have a website now. You know how many people don't have websites and just a Facebook page or something now, guys? <laughs> so that is awesome. I highly recommend this show. This is my go-to horror podcast outside of my own, of course. Of course. <laughs> but I highly recommend Brian and Ashvin. You will have a fun time. And they are so accurate. Like, listen to them. They describe movies in detail and cover them. So what's your final words to them, Lady Phantom? Let them get out of here. Thank you so much for coming on our podcast. We would love to have you on again sometime, especially if you upgrade to 4K, (laughs) hopefully. Hey, that's part of our job. That's one of our jobs on this show. You guys have some work to do. I mean, I'm, I'm like distantly nudging you on the ribs with my elbow. Okay. <laughs> I think I can feel it. Yeah. Yeah. And I look forward to uh, continuing to roast you on Twitter. <laughs> Soon enough. Sounds good. <laughs> yeah. well, but now I know we're, it's we're Brian I'm roasting, right? Yeah. It's because me. <laughs> Ashvin. Yeah. There's a reason I avoid all that stuff. <laughs> I let Brian take the heat. <laughs> but you know that my roasts come with friendship included. So that's cool. <laughs> so thanks again, yeah. Brian and Ashvin. Get over there, listen to them. Highly recommend it. Thanks for coming on our show. And uh, we'll have you back soon, guys. Great. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Thanks time. for having us. It's been fun. 4K review time video, Lady Phantom on VFW. Oh my, it's grainy. <laughs> this but is, it was meant to be. Yes, 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 yes. This is a Grindhouse style movie. So it's really, really old looking and extremely grainy. Now, I did like the way... I would put snowy on that too. Yes, yes. It's a, it is a very dark movie. Now, you don't miss anything, not really. And the colors, especially red and blue, they do pop out a lot. I like it. But it's so much snow, so much grain that it just didn't let me enjoy the video. Yeah, this is a low budget distributor that's been around a long time and they have started upping their game so i am proud of rlje films it's funny because i used to get all their movies they used to send them to me this was one of the companies that sent me a lot of movies over the years now they don't send us any movies we are completely not biased on any 4k disc just to let you fans out know out there i know a lot of shows get sent movies 
we do not and we will not accept any movie because that does tarnish your view slightly on it. No matter how hard you try not to, it does. So first off, with VFW, this is not an HDR. And I didn't know that before we purchased this movie. And I think we said it on another episode that we wouldn't even buy non-HDR 4K Mm -hmm. movies. I was unaware of that. This is true 4K, so that's the only difference here. But Phantom nailed it. This is not the movie you even want to see on 4K. Actually, it might have looked better on a DVD, the video, in my opinion. I only picked out one scene, and I was looking heartily throughout this movie. It was a super close-up, like where it was only half a face. You could see like a mouth, nose, and eyes is all. That was like super clear. But it was only like a five to ten second scene. All the rest is snowy, dark. You could see it, though, which is good. Sometimes on DVD, the darks are really hard to see. Like when it's such a dark movie, because they're in these bars, the lights go out, there's lights flickering a lot during this movie. And it was set in the grindhouse style. So it was supposed to have snow and lines. Yeah, there were very few scenes in this movie where there was a bright light coming from somewhere. Even the end, without spoiling it, there's mm -hmm. a fire scene that didn't even pop. No, but I just caught like one or two maybe scenes where there was a very very bright light coming from somewhere and for a split second it looked amazing like all the light really helped to like not Take see away the, the grain snow. and yeah. the snow yeah but the rest of the movie is painfully yes. snowy this movie should not have been put on 4k i almost call this a money grab here now the movie that i recommend that rlje did on 4k is color out of space that one has hdr and looks incredible we will not be reviewing that movie because we actually reviewed that on horror movie weekly so you got to get over there with jay of the dead on that podcast yeah so let's move on to the audio amazing audio now everything the video didn't do for me the audio did first of all i already said the music is amazing and the way it envelops you is great here in this movie you can hear everything and you are inside the sound it comes from around you from behind you from above you it's it's not excellent above. sound no this is not no, atmos. I, I thought I, I thought it was but i don't know maybe it was because i felt so enveloped in the sound it was amazing sound in this movie okay i disagree with phantom a little bit here the music was great the action music, yeah. the 80s t- style music, great. I mean, I love that. So I'm not rating the disc quality as that because the Blu-ray has the same quality as the 4K. It's 5.1 DTS. It is not Atmos. Mm-hmm. I didn't feel as much surround as you did. There were some scenes, but it felt stable to me because there's a lot of music playing in this that was mainly coming from the front. All the voices were intelligible. No problem with that. It was all balanced correct. But I did not hear much surround. There was some with the music, but nothing like people jumping from behind you or banging from behind you. And this movie could have had that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It could have had that all over this. There could have been ricochets all over you. So for me, 
not being Atmos, it was a downfall, even though I loved the music in this. Yeah, and, and you it know did what? sound good. I mean, these movies are going to sound good on this. Yeah, and you know what? If they had done what I mentioned a little bit before, like if they had had these mutants like banging on the doors or something, that would have been a very good opportunity oh, to so have... Oh, so you're calling them mutants now? <laughs> well, those punk mutants, according to IMDb. No, these people, if they had had them like banging on the walls or on the doors or something, that would have been a very good opportunity to have sound coming from behind, from the sides and everything, but they didn't. All right. What special features do we have on the 4K disc, Miss Phantom? Not many. We have two filmmaker audio commentaries, the making of VFW, meet the cast of VFW, and the special makeup effects of VFW. All right, here's the time. The grade, is it worthy of getting that 4K disc? Now, both Phantom and I already said to buy it, but buy it on what? So what's your grade, Phantom? This movie really makes me feel bad because I love the movie. I mean, I gave it an 8, but I just can't abide by buying the 4K because it's just not worth it. I think it's a C- as a disc, and... Yeah, it's unworthy. All right, and I have F minus, the lowest you can go. No HDR, not the type of movie that should even be on 4K, in my opinion. Too much grain, snow, it just highlights it. I really believe a DVD, not even Blu-ray, Blu-ray's going to highlight this. Now, with the HDR, you didn't have that punch, so this was a flat dark atmospheric style movie that didn't have any change in color so this was a money grab to me no atmos track no real surrounds so on the video and audio i don't think it could have got any worse you definitely want to buy this but i recommend buying it on dvd or blu-ray if they're close in price and you just want to get blu-rays because we personally don't like getting dvds anymore we want at least HD. So if I had a chance to go back and save five bucks on this movie, I definitely would have got the Blu-ray. So this disc is completely unworthy. This is the lowest grade I could give it, F-. minus. It's not worth it at all. We really want to thank Brian and Ashvin from the Horror Movie Club for helping us review VFW. Lady Phantom, final words. Thank you so much, guys, for coming. Uh, people, please go and check us out at BillShetty.com. Leave us a little note on the guest book. We would really appreciate that. Go to Apple Podcasts. Leave us a review there, positive, <laughs> if possible. And remember that we are pretty much everywhere now. And of course, check out Horror Movie Weekly with Jay of the Dead. We are also there. And I am on Twitter uh-huh, at LadyPhantom74. And we are both on Letterboxd. Bill Shetty and Lady Phantom. Check, out, check us out everywhere. We'll see you on the next one later. Later.